Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the printers and talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in that War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with the general, singular. Got Jimmy the blueprint in the building. What up, Jim? What's the deal, yo? What's up, cuz? How you? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. It's been a... I don't know. It seemed like a long week, but then when you think about it from another perspective, it seems like a short week, man. The Bull B. Austin yeah. off, um, you know, closing multi-million dollar real estate deals. So shout out to him. Um, the NBA Finals are done. It's NBA draft time. We'll discuss the big NBA news of the week that has led us to this pivotal moment for several teams. So we'll discuss all of this along with everything else happening in the world of sports. So keep it locked right here with your homies for the next two and we'll get you in on the conversation. All you got to do if you want to get in on the conversation is to join the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about five minutes when we open up the digital exchange tech hotline. You can give us your thoughts about everything going on in the NBA, the big trade, um, the little trade. <laughs> Shout out to Conley Jr. The, um, the NBA draft and what your thoughts are of the prospects that are going to walk across that stage tonight, everything. So just hit us, 323-410-0012 again. Before we get started, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air that you check out archived episodes of our show on our own network at warroomsports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, and wherever you listen to podcasts, we're most likely to be there. But when you're on the network, make sure you check out some of the other great shows on the network, man. Shout out to Roy and Chris of the Broad Street Line, uh, Vod and, and Phil Matic of Tissue and the Tape for all you hip-hop heads. Um, after further review, the sideline pass, it, it's a whole lot going on, man. The, the network is back up and in effect, and we need you guys to check it out. So uh, shout out to all of those guys. What up, Jim? What, what has there been a, a old shields knit moment of the week? Because the times that we live in, there's always one, but I can't, I couldn't think of it, you know, before we got on the air. Yeah, I didn't think of what the moment of this week was. Sports are non sports. So, like Trump didn't so do nothing this week? In 19. Yo, he did, but like, it's like stuff happened so fast in 19, man, that <laughs> I, it's, it's crazy, man. I was talking to someone yesterday, and I'm like, you know, um, we were talking about, like, setting a meeting up in, like, three or four weeks. I'm like, the whole world might be changed by the end up. Stuff happens so fast. <laughs> Yo, Especially if you're trying to do some business, crazy, the whole man. parameters of that industry might be different in three to four weeks. Y'all got to get that going now. <laughs> Everything changes, man. It's crazy out here in these streets. But, you know, Trump always does something. Um 
I guess nothing as big as usual, so we won't talk about him. I think we always open the show on something silly that Donald Trump did or yeah. said. Um, a shout out to to, to our, our our regulars, our loyal regulars in the chat room. Shout out to Neil. Um, shout out to Skyview One. What's going on, everybody? Let's get it in. It's time for some hot topics, and hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. As we usually do, let's take a minute out of our time to tell you guys how much cash you can make betting on sports events at my bookie. The NBA draft is tonight. And we have nightly MLB action, so if you still haven't had a chance to check out my bookie, man, it's still there and it's still waiting for you. You can lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports, join the war room, and thousands of other online players placed in bets at mybookie.ag. Or you can simply go to warroomsports.com and click on that on our sponsors tab or on our homepage at the bottom of the page. But if you guys are tired of getting a runaround from those other services when it's time to get your cash, try my bookie. Because, you know, from all accounts, you win, they pay, they pay you fast. None of that hassling and, and haggling. You're basically wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers after the game starts. And if prop betting is your thing, look, if the NBA draft interests you, you can do that right now before the draft starts tonight. Now, my deposit up to one thousand dollars. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W A R R O O M. That'll activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. Nothing else to it. All right, the big news of the week in sports, of course, the trade between the New Orleans Pelicans and Jimmy, your Los Angeles Lakers. The deal for Anthony Davis, the brow, has finally been, I'm not going to say consummated because we're at that part of the offseason where you can make deals, but things, you know, are not official until later dates. So when you heard that the deal finally went through and who they gave up for him, um, let me give that listing to everybody who's been living under a rock. The Lakers gave up Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks, including the number four overall pick in tonight's draft. Jimmy, what did you think when you finally got it done? I know it's some other stuff that's happening now, but what did you think when it when you first heard it? Man, I think about time. I'm just glad it's over because it was like the, the, the worst-kept secret in the world for the longest time. <laughs> Yeah, because you, yeah, well, like you know, clutch sports, they don't allow you to keep secrets. Look, my man want to go here. We're going to get him here. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. They definitely Let's get don't. him here. <laughs> they definitely don't like, like it. it. It's crazy. No though, punches pulled, like no secrets. It was the secrets. worst kept secret of all time. But then it's like, mm-hmm. all right, now that it's done, how does this fit into them moving forward? Because I right. think that the deal is, is, is it can work out for both teams, depending upon how um, certain players uh, turn out, Zion specifically. What's up, everybody? We are back. I don't know what the hell was happening and and radio land, but we had some technical difficulties. So as soon as my partner gets back with us, we're going to speed through this whole thing. Uh, we hate to have an episode like this because I pretty much thought we were going to have a great episode tonight. But the draft is about to begin, the NBA draft, that is, for everybody out there that's uh, interested in watching that. 
Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about some stuff that has been going on uh, since you last heard from us, probably about an hour and 15 minutes ago. There's been plenty of breaking news in the NBA, and it's all, you know, it all has something to do with the NBA draft. So let me find my, my breaking news. <laughs> so there's been several trades uh, since you heard us. The Atlanta Hawks have acquired the number four overall pick, Solomon Hill, and number 57 from the Pelicans for four draft picks. Um, also, Minnesota has acquired the number six pick in the draft from the Suns for former Sixer Dario Saric and the number 11 pick. So people are wheeling and dealing here on draft night. My partner Jimmy is back in the building with us. What's going on, Jim? I don't know what the hell went on with everything tonight, but we're going to speed through something for y'all. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. I was about to say, oh, sh- <laughs> here we go. All right, so look, man, I, I filled everybody in on those uh, on those two draft picks. Oh, I'm sorry, those two draft pre-draft trades. Um, that's interesting. Let's speed through some of the stuff we wanted to talk about before, you know, the technical difficulty, since we only have a little bit of time left in the show. Um, and Jimmy, I guess you, you're just going to have to splice the show together and we can put together at least a 45 minute episode here. It's going to be a little choppy people. Yeah, but, we do. You know, it's not our fault. We definitely going to finish this out because yeah, so- we don't like missing Thursdays. We about not missing a Thursday in almost 10 years. So, you know, I'm glad we can do yeah. a little something. All right. So, uh, we, we talked a little, we talked about the, the AD trade a little bit. Um, I don't even know where we left off, but what happened with the trade was the Lakers made the trade a little too early, which means the deal, because they can't use the number four pick, which has been dealt again already, um, but I told you guys as soon as I got back on, they can't use, they couldn't use that pick as salary because the pick hadn't been made yet. So if the Lakers would have made the deal a later, they would have um, upwards of $32 million in salary cap space enough to uh, to sign a third star on the free agent market, which, which they had plans to do. Now they're sitting somewhere around $27 million in the, in the past couple of days, but they've been trying to dump salary. Um, but you only have three, you know, you only have like six people on the roster. You only have three people on the roster of any note. And that's Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and, and and your boy Kuz. Like how did how did they how did they miss this? Jim? Like how did that happen? Rob Lowe has no experience. Uh, in, Lion in ass Rob. Ideals. Yeah, <laughs> Lion Rob Lowe. And this is why you hire people that have experience instead of trying to hire um, someone within the uh, family, so to speak. Um, right. Because this this was just a stupid move. Like this was just like. And, and David Griffin, not saying that he saw this and took advantage of it, but at the end of the day, um, he's like a hero right now. I just saw the boy trending on right. Twitter. You never see a GM trending on Twitter unless he allegedly puts his hands on uh, security guards, which, you know, um, <laughs> free aside because we hear that it ain't even true. Shout out Majiri. Dude, you should have got out the way. I just want to yeah. 
fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's definitely a terrible oversight on the part of um, Rob Palenka and, and his staff because, you know, for the first 24 hours or so of the trade, all we heard was praise. Like, all right, maybe Rob know what he's doing anyway. But, you know, the trade wasn't difficult to pull. You know, New Orleans had been all. asking for the house. You know, since the whole thing started, but this time the New Orleans GM was serious about making the deal. So that part wasn't really hard. So I didn't really get why all the praise was going down. It gave up a lot to get them. But like Jimmy always tells people, hey, they got the best player in the trade. So they could build something around yeah. those two. They'll have something. But the fact that you wanted to get another max player and you made this oversight just by making the trade too early, they could have waited till after the draft. Consummated the draft on just on by uh, thirtieth, and everything would have been right as far as uh, salary cap that they needed. I personally think they don't need to go after a third um, max player. I think they did have that money freed up that they probably should have used that for a, a you know so a bunch of good mid level guys for them to fill out their roster around their two superstars and maybe their yeah. third budding superstar and um Kyle Kuzma. And, and and that's what you gotta do. Like that, that's the way you gotta build your team. Um, I mean, we we could just take a look at the, uh, our current NBA champions, like how their team right. is built. You know, I don't mean to, I mean to change this up every week, but these these cats on this draft, this particular class, these some young looking, so young. I know, right? <laughs> and, and I guess it's because I, I guess it's because a lot of them aren't. You know, lot, the last couple of years they all been wearing that same hairstyle with a. You know, let their hair grow out and just get the temple fade, and you know. But these dudes don't have no beard. These some young looking cats for this draft. But anyway, um, yes, I agree with you. I wouldn't try to fill it out with a superstar anyway. You get some guys who are shooters, um, quality players. Throw a couple euros in there, and you good to like, you know. So <laughs> no and, and they're player, they're players that are available. They're players that are available that you can fill this roster up with. Um, right, because if, if they know. did, if they went and spent Nicholas Claxton, is he related to Speedy? Shout out to him. Um, <laughs> if they did get this, you know, somehow, I don't know how they're going to do it now because David Griffin had already flipped the fourth pick even though the Lakers have been trying to call them back and get them back, you know, to rework the deal. I guess David Griffin definitely was like FOH, but even if uh-huh. they were somehow able to dump enough salary to get this money they wanted to offer a Kyrie or, or a Kawhi, it's like, okay, you, what are you going to run with? LeBron, Kimba, Kawhi, and, you know, the G League All-Stars? Like, who's still the roster? <laughs> That's the, you're going to fill it out with a bunch of veterans who are chip-chasing. And, you know, listen, man, cats want to play with LeBron. So there's going to be a bunch of chip-chasing cats that want to live in L.A. and, you know, take take no money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rudy Gay or somebody going to show up for, like, $26. Yeah. All right. So, like <laughs> I said, we have minimal time left. Um, uh, I'm, we are sorry, people. We're not going to be able to take any calls. I see some people on the – on the line. We got about 20 minutes left. We're not going to be able to take any calls. Um, your man, Mellow Ball. Let's go to the Ball Report because the, the because of this trade, the Ball family has been back in the spotlight this week and, and it's been kind of crazy. Mellow goes on the ESPN just like uh, the, the young fella a couple of weeks ago and announces that he's going to play in Australia instead of going to college as if he had a choice. 
But um, Melo's going over to play in Australia, and he and his dad have eyes on him being the number one pick in the draft next season. You think that's possible? I don't think number one, but I can see him being a lottery player. Um, the the this dude is like six seven now, like a serious six seven. Right. The one thing about him going and announcing is I saw him standing next to a couple of different pros that were in ESPN studio, and I'm like, oh, he legit six seven. Like he's six seven, six seven. Like um, yeah, yeah. And and he has a skill set. I think it's interesting the whole Australian move. And um, shout out to Australia because Sydney was beautiful. I just came back from there about a month ago, and I could see why somebody would want to live in Australia. The Australia right. countries you get to and be like. Oh, I couldn't live outside our country. Yeah, Australia's living. <laughs> but um, but uh, the the fact of the matter is, I was surprised this didn't happen more often. What was the brother's name? Uh, from Compton was that um, the, uh, the guard that did it a couple years ago. What's his name? Um, uh, damn, he was uh, just on TMZ uh, talking about Steph Curry wife. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah him. Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings. Brandon Jennings. Yeah, when he did it, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he set the wave, and then it just didn't, you know. Happened a bunch, but he didn't even go to Australia. Right. So, and that's um, the thing they, cause oh, they're not man, even giving him the Rowe? credit. Have you Red Sleeve Row Romeo Langford? You see the boy Red Sleeve Row? He out there. I see. And for those see. who don't know, who, for those who don't know who Red Sleeve Row is, that's the boy I've been talking about for a long time in our group chat. Because I saw one high school game and he looked like Reggie Miller, and I was like, "Yo, this boy is nice." <laughs> but anyway, um, back back to Nello, the, the ball report. Um, it, I think it's interesting and. It's like players are starting to do different things, so I want to see what the response is. Or is this like a one-year thing? But we saw the brother last year uh, go take an internship with New Balance, and I don't know how that worked out, but I haven't heard his name mentioned. Yeah. I'm about to say, is he about to be introduced? Because they're introducing everybody now. Like, is he going to be introduced? Um, Either way, and this is something new too, or at least maybe I just don't watch it as part of the draft, like when they start doing this. Um, So Um, Melo... I you know I usually take everything Unc Var says with a with a grain of salt. Like Lavar's the type of dude he'll say something wild and it don't really happen, and he'll still convince people somehow, some way that he called it, and people go with it and believe it. And either way, this this doesn't totally not make sense to me because you know as he was saying it, you know I had the the foh look on my face, but then. He even, you know, even though he exaggerated by an inch, he was like, man, how, you know, how many teams are out there who are going to be willing to pass up on a 6'8 point guard um, that, you know, has an array of skills like this? And I'm like, wow, the game is trying to go that way. Like, there's a lot of big guards out here. It might be difficult to pass that up. And maybe he was, you know, foreshadowing. He was he was looking into the future. Maybe he'll grow another inch by that by then. But if that time, if in that time period he is a six-eight point guard and he's going over there and proved that, you know, the stuff that we've seen from him isn't a fluke, I think it's going to be possible. And this is going to be one of those things that VAR is going to be able to throw in everybody's face. He's one of those dudes who's like, his predictions be like he be like one for twenty-six, but when he hit that one, focus on that one. He's he gonna let you know. He's gonna keep letting you know. So. That might be, you know, it, he, I think it's possible. Listen, he's no different than uh, everybody on TV who's uh, doing um, sports broadcasting these days. They do the same thing. They go one for whatever, uh-huh. and they let you know about that one. So he's no, uh-huh. he's no different than them. So shout out to him no for that. Doubt. But 
Um, yo, I got a I got a theory watching this draft too because you just said something like you didn't you never saw this part before. I think mm-hmm. yo on the on, on the low like Vince McMahon even when he did that whole XFL thing and just just what he's done with uh, WWE has an impact on all the sports because this whole idea of sports sports entertainment and showmanship it's like yo it comes from his playbook NBA is like created fashion shows to the point where every game the walk in is a piece now they're doing, they're they're getting into the Press whole conference. entertainment yeah. piece yeah all around the game so the game is like the, the main thing but there's so much show around it that's the uh Vince McMahonization of sports professional sports I just made that up but it's a, it's a theory that's I got we got to run with that Run with that. Put that in the in the war room glossary for the next book. Yeah, yeah. He, he changed all the sports. Of sports, I will. We should just do a show about it this summer and make it the title of the show. Vince McManization. Yeah. I can't even say it, but it'll be the title. <laughs> I believe. I really believe that. Speaking of Uncle Var, yeah, give him a. Um, yeah, he has effectively, <laughs> it seems like, been banned from ESPN. Um, because he was on a show last week. Uh, I forgot, you know, I don't keep up with the name of them shows, but Molly Queerum was one of the hosts, uh, Jalen Rose's wife. And <laughs> she asked LeVar, you know, he was talking to uh, Stephen A. And, and, and his partner, Max Kellerman, and they were talking about whatever they were talking about. And Molly Queerum cuts him off and says, LeVar, you know, can I switch gears with you for a minute? And LeVar, and his best LeVar wannabe the Mac type voice said, Molly, you can switch gears with me anytime you want. Then got the reaction <laughs> from Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman and then tried to act, you know, tried to get his tone a little bit more serious because I think he knew at that point how that sounded. Um, it made a big hoopla, of course, on social media and throughout the sports world. And now people are claiming that uh, LeVar Ball won't be invited back to any um, anything ESPN-related. And to me, and I hear a lot of people say, oh, it's not a big deal because, you know, they were using him anyway. And and I, I we've been saying that for, from the door. Like, people can't look away from train wrecks. That's why – they put LeVar on TV because they want him to be loud. And they want him to, you know, to do that kind of stuff for ratings. But at the same time, I think LeVar, need, he needs these type of companies even more than they need him because a lot of people don't understand the marketing world and how expensive marketing is. And he gets so many millions of dollars worth of free marketing for his brand when he goes on ESPN, when he goes on Fox Sports 1 and – um you know, TMZ, things like that. So I think that's a big hit to him. But do you think everybody overreacted? Everybody's talking about the Me Too era and what you can and cannot say, the PT world we live in. Do you think it was an overreaction to his comments? I do. Um, I I don't, but here's the thing. So this is one of those things like, like much of life, which is in the gray area, because I see some people trying to just like absolve him of any guilt. He didn't even do it. You know, yeah, and he he, and, he was all yeah he was trying to but, but but to me he was trying to be funny though I don't even think he meant it like right. in a, a, in a, in a right 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 I mean and he always is. he's always trying to be yeah so the thing is but you can't I guess like in this climate you can't do that and people have to understand the climate we're in 
Listen, in a professional setting, I barely even want to. And I know this is going to sound. This is going to come off completely like wrong. I don't care. Yo, I don't even want to speak to women no more in the workplace. <laughs> and like, yeah. but but I, what I mean by that is like like of, co- of course you have to. You have to work with people and you deal with people and you treat people with respect. But it's like it's it's a it's a it's a crazy climate we're in, man. So I just rather keep to myself and yo, send me an email. I see yo, let's yeah. we can communicate via email because I don't even want the the appearance of anything. Um, but we're just in a weird climate, you know what I'm saying? And I know that came off all wrong. It sounded crazy. Compliments and rape. Like, come on, yo. Yo, and I, know, I listen. Like, I, I, I was in a, I was in a room the other day. Um, and a, and a young lady walked in. The guy said, "Hey, you look nice today." I was walked out like I don't want no problems. Like, you know, he did. <laughs> I don't want to be a nice witness. Today. I don't want to be I, in the Yeah, conflict. I just walked out like I, I just walked out. But all awesome. But it's crazy because like, there's nothing wrong with telling someone, "Hey, you know, you look nice today." Like. But at the end of the day, in, in 2019, it's not about what you say; it's about how people receive it. You can't tell someone how to receive something. So, so let's right. just let's just talk via email. And like, let's, <laughs> let's 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 keep it all the way hundred. Some people have realized, you know, how they can use certain things. You might just not like a dude. Like, I can't stand that yeah. dude. He say something wrong. You are gonna act like you received it a certain way. And that dude is in trouble. So it's definitely a slippery slope, a thin line yeah. between you know just honest complimenting and, and and admiration versus the wrong thing. So yeah, we, it's it's yeah. very dangerous times that we're living in. Yeah. So, um. And and I and, and for those out there who listen, like no, I didn't mean any disrespect by that. But I, you know, I'm just saying like we're living in crazy yeah. times, man. And you just have to be be very careful. Yeah, and and to to Jimmy's point, I I definitely agree. Before we move on, I agree that it was overblown. Like he said, you know, it's more context to it because we've been in different conversations all week where some people thinks he he wasn't even saying anything suggestive or inappropriate. Like I said, I definitely think he was jokingly offering her the sausage, but I also think the the backlash behind it went a little too far. Um, let them handle that with Jalen, and let's move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how we handle well, it back in the day. All right, so the quote of the week, sticking with the Ball family, um, was from the Anthony Davis trade that that involved uh, Lonzo Ball. And LeVar said, I guarantee it'll be the worst move the Lakers ever did in their life. And I'm I'm really quoting. And they'll never win another another championship. Guaranteed. They're going to regret it. Now, that just var bloviating again because, you know, that kind of sounds like some, um, what's the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers? Sounds like when LeBron left, we'll win the championship for LeBron. And then, you know, y'all didn't get that chip until LeBron came back to save y'all a second time. But, yeah, he kind of sounds like uh, Dan Gilbert with that comment. Um it's hard to say that when when a team has LeBron James and and Anthony Davis on it, eh, might mm-hmm. be a little difficult for them to put the right pieces around them with the money that they have left. But it's it's very difficult to make an adamant statement like that just because you're mad. Um, you put any stock in it? Did Var just put the yeah? Uh, on yeah. Var, Var, he's just, he just talking. He's just talking. Like, <laughs> come on, cuz. 
F O H, man. Right. Like, <laughs> you, you can't just make declarative statements like that. That's the, I, but that that's what gets traction. That's what gets clicks. That's what gets the views. So it's not yeah, shocking. Talking about it. <laughs> as I, as I quote Yo, every, everybody week. trying to replicate that uh that uh you know the jaunt that the Toronto got with their fans outside. That's a new wave now. Everybody gonna have one. Yeah, and we got I, we got a couple bars for Toronto's fans coming up too. Toronto's fans on a whole <laughs> new level, but ain't throwing no snowballs at Santa Claus, so it didn't matter. Um, speaking of Toronto, quick stat of the week: Kawhi Leonard with seven hundred and thirty-two points this postseason finished third all-time in scoring for an entire postseason. The two people ahead of him, LeBron James in 2018 with 748 points, Michael Jordan in 1993 when they faced off against the Phoenix Suns in the finals with 759 points. He averaged 41 points a game in that six-game finals. He surpassed Hakeem Olajuwon um, in 1995. He had 725 points. So that's the stat of the week. Y'all know the drill. We don't really have to go over it. Anything you want to do with War Room Sports, check us out at warroomsports.com. Let's get into some quick topics while you guys were on the grind this week. And this is, you know, the segment where, like I said, we got a couple of bars for um, these Toronto fans. And while you're on the grind, as usual, brought to you by Sports the Book. Check Sports the Book out at warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com. Don't miss that movement. Read a real book. Um, planters, um, not planters sports, not planters sports apparel, but planters, the peanut company, <laughs> they dropped some sneakers recently. <laughs> they got some sneakers, <laughs> look like ball sneakers that are called Crunch Force Ones. You copping? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm cool, dog. I'm cool, Not dog. even that they're planters, man, but when you look at them. Yo, and if you haven't seen them, go to our is, Facebook page. We posted it. Yo, they look like you would expect them to look, like some trizzy. My thing and is, they trying to. I think a like hundred and twenty-five is the price a, point. I think plantar fasciitis. You, planters is too close to plantar fasciitis. So. <laughs> oh, and I undersold it. It's a hundred and seventy dollars, and they're only available until six p.m. on June twenty-first. And the shoes will take six weeks for delivery. This sounds a lot like big baller brand to me. But um, <laughs> shout out to Planet for trying. Then they're going to tell you, like, you can only get them until 6 p.m. June 21st. Like, there's going to be a rush for some peanut shoes. Like, come on, son. Um, Yo, somebody need to get my man Zion a double razor, man. Yeah, yeah. He got some bumps. <laughs> he, he look like he scratched his neck the wrong way. There's going to be blood all over his suit tonight. Um, he hate me. Remember the ball, Rod Smart. He hate me from the XFL. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Right. For some reason, this ball was missing for six days, and then the police found him. But as far as I know, and everything that I read, they're just saying Rod Smart has been found and is safe. But they're not saying why he was missing, where he was, what he was doing. So. That's when you start to worry about somebody when even the media and the police are keeping secrets on whatever just happened to you. Something really wrong must be happening to this brother. Um, yeah. Well, I, from back in the day, but I, we just wanted to mention that. He hate me is now he found me. So shout out to him for being found. Um, 
we talked last week about David Ortiz getting lined up down in uh, the Dominican Republic, um, <laughs> the newest place to go for a killer vacation. Um, at the Raptors championship parade, four people were shot, three arrests <laughs> have been made. And I, I don't know why this type of stuff is going on. I mean, first we had to talk about their fans and and how corny they were for lining up at quote unquote Jurassic Park like two days before each game. Then we talked about how they cheered when Kevin Durant was laying on the ground holding his Achilles tendon. And now they out here lining people up at the parade. And, you know, this was supposed to be a classy fan base and we're all supposed to be happy for them for getting the first championship in the NBA in a different country and all of that kind of stuff. Yo, what's up with them? And and why do we hear these stories and then they just go away until we bring them up again. And you know why we bring them up because we Philly fans. So we got to bring them up. (laughs) This type of stuff happens everywhere. Like people at Dodger stadium, Dodgers and giants fans out there lining each other up, out there beating each other to a bloody pulp, to almost death, like beating CTE into people. You got these dudes it's out almost, here shooting people. You got other people getting thrown off of the stands. But if you throw a snowball at Santa Claus. Yeah, but I, because because it's just, at this point, it's just like legend. Legend. It's aura. It's, aura. it's just a matter of timing, right? So <laughs> now we're, so, we're like desensitized. We're desensitized to like assaults or or. I mean, people getting hurt. Yo, why is Ryan crying like that? We're deep. We're, 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 de- <laughs> we're desensitized. You see the ball? We're desensitized. And, and the news cycle moves so fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. The news cycle moves so why fast. Nobody cares about like, Yo, yo Zion is funeral crying like, like, yo. I don't know what he's thinking about. He might be thinking about some of them fives he got to leave behind. But uh, anyway, um, so it's a matter of timing. It's it's the legend, the aura. Like if we would have uh, you know committed our assaults now, we could have got away with a lot more. Um, but the fact of the matter is, back we we were just early. We were early to it. We <laughs> we laid the beats down too early, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Now nobody can forget about it because you know back then the news cycle just rolled out. All right, so you know, like I said, it's a it's a. We only got a little bit of time to talk about everything. We would have gone into more detail, um, crapping on Raptors fans, but we can't do that right now. Uh, in L.A., <clears throat> less than 24 hours after the trade had been announced, there's already an Anthony Davis mural up somewhere in the city. Uh, what's up with that, Jim? What's up with the thirst of Laker Nation right now, man? Yo, it's, first of all, uh, in the words of Andre 3000, man, it's like when 16 ain't enough. But um, also, it's, just, <laughs> right. it's, it's another another sign another sign of the times we're in, man. Um, everything is for attention, so it's like, yo, but that's the world we live in. We live in a world we live in a world of bee eaters, like, and people want to draw rich attention to themselves. You hate them. it's, not, it's not much in between. <laughs> yeah, I, they're probably doing a Zion mural right now in New Orleans. Now, people say that's different because LA already has a lot of success. But the thing is, everybody tries to outdo each other. It's all about attention. Attention is actually a currency in 2019. 
So Miro, they probably trying to find a way to everything is. <laughs> they probably trying to find a way to like shift the ozone layer so you can see Zion's picture in the cloud. But no, <laughs> like, man, it's a, it's a, it's a it's the Vince McMahonization of everything, man. Like Vince was early yeah. on to the thing. Like I'm a, you know, it's like I'm a draw and get attention. But now attention in 2019 is a currency, man. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It is, it is crazy. And um, some quick birthday shout-outs before we move on and you know get the rest of this hoop stuff out of the way. In the last ten minutes we got here, um, birthday shout-out. Darko Militic, my dude, turns 34. Josh Childress, <laughs> cornball dude, turns 36. Darren Sproles, another one of my guys. He's 36. LeVar Arrington, yo, he burned a whole lot of people on this uh, sports bar in D.C. Uh, he turns 41. Carlos Lee is 43. Juan Castro is 47. And Rodney Rogers, the GOAT, who often gets compared <laughs> to the number one pick who just went, Zion Williamson. <laughs> is 48 years old. So shout out to all those people on their birthday. John Morant has been selected with the number two pick for the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's get it, Ja. That's crazy, though, because even though he was good, he's still a name that a lot of people didn't hear about until the NCAA tournament. And then look how quick, you know, look how far up he's risen, um, at least yeah. for the, you know, for the people that I, didn't know his name before. First time I heard about Ja Morant was literally from like Scottie Pippen before he even um got into college. Yeah, um, Scott was. Scottie Pippen was on TV talking about he had saw him play in high school and he was like, "Yo, I saw the next Russell Westbrook." And of course, because he's Scottie Pippen, a lot of ex players do this. He's like, he remind me of myself. Like, mm-hmm. come on, cuz he remind me of speaking myself. Of the, like, you should try speaking of the comparisons and reminders, <clears throat> I'm glad they took Jalen Rose off the draft. He had the worst oh my, oh my player God. comparisons I have I think ever he, seen I think him. He tried, I think They're he doing tried it with Chauncey. Like, They're letting Chauncey do that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought Chauncey compared Zion to Charles Barkley. He said Charles Barkley or uh, Julius Randle. I'm like, okay. That's a huge okay. like uh, between those two. Comparing him to De'Aaron Fox. So, so far, Chauncey makes a whole lot more sense than Jalen. Because, like, yeah. like Jalen would have compared Zion to, like, like, Muggsy Bogues or somebody. Like, yo, like, I, yo, think, like, I think he was trying to be—he was trying to be too elaborate. Where he said like find off-brand players. Like he's like I'm not gonna like, with the famous dude. Like he's like you know what I'm like, he, <laughs> He'd be like Zion is like Clarence Weatherspoon. <laughs> that actually would have been a good a good comparison, but if he you know he's <laughs> just spoon. Cedric Sabalas, he just like made up something. Like he tried to like you know show his like. uh his knowledge of older players, but he would draw. Remember on draft day, Spoon was the next Barkley, and that didn't work out. Yeah, <laughs> he had ridiculous. Yeah. He got cheated. He got cheated. He, dunk. he got cheated in the dunk contest though. And he used to get his. He used to get his shots beat up. I don't know why somebody who jumped so high get their shots beat as much as he did. Um. All right, but anyway, man, a little bit of NBA rap. Before we get up out of here, <laughs> we got like six minutes of, of NBA rap for y'all. Um, like I said, we will be live reporting the draft as the picks go by. We'll let you guys know if you don't happen to be watching the draft live with us. So the NBA rap, of course, is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you need a custom website, make sure you hit up Digital Extreme Technologies. 
Um, you, their number is 267-205-4203, or you can hit them on the, on the website, digitalextremetech.com. But if you want those discounted rates, be sure to tell them that the homies over at War Room Sports sent you. Curtis Blow, do your thing. <laughs> all right, Curtis Blow, shut up. All right, man. After all the, the stuff that's going on this week, we've also heard some news that CP3 and James Harden might have some beef, even though Chris Paul has gone on social media to refute the claim, saying it's the first that he's heard of it. I haven't really heard <laughs> much from James Harden saying, nah, if we <laughs> so I'm here. You know, the funniest, the funniest thing to come out of this to me was y- your man Skip Bayless believing a fake story that uh, somebody on Twitter made up, and he went on his show and reported it as news. Did you see that? It didn't even sound right, man. What did it say? It said that, it said that CP3 was in the locker room talking about his man boobs, <laughs> and he left crying. Like you, you like and, you know, but that shows you. But man, he reported like, it as news though. From Twitter, and they're going to repeating this stuff on a show oh, that millions of people watch per day. Jokes on hilarious it. and a joke though. So yeah, to me, it's like, all right, as far as playing is concerned, like I can't, I, I would believe that any guard playing with James Harden, shit, any player playing with James Harden would find a way to have beef with James Harden just because of the way he plays, the way his coach allows him to play. Like, it's difficult to be somebody else on the team that's considered to be a superstar when you're playing with him and he's down here patting the ball all day, every day, not, you know, and you just got to stand off to the side and watch him do his thing. And, you know, you've had a career just as good, if not better than this. <laughs> I um, The Knicks take R.J. Barrett. Uh, with that third pick, well, uh, so the top three is gone. Before, like figured, you know. did you see at the bottom of the screen what it said? The Knicks needs. No, like, you know, it says like needs. A lot of times it'll say like a guard or a forward. Under Knicks, it said Knicks needs everything. It needs starters and a bench. <laughs> yeah, and of course the first person they show before they even show Barrett is uh, Spike Lee. Um, like he, like he, you know, knows anything about basketball because he likes, he he, he likes Dick. He likes Zach. (laughs) Paul. Paul. (laughs) Greatest Pauls ever, yo. Greatest Greatest, Pauls ever. So, so yeah, man, this CP James Harden thing to me is not hard to believe. Knowing what, you know, what happens in the media, though, I can also believe that it's being, as they say in D.C., siced up. They might be sicing it a little bit, hyping it, putting Mm -hmm. some extra sauce on it. So we'll see because they're saying that Chris Paul wants out. They're saying James Harden went to management and said it's either him or me. Chris Paul's refuting it, but if somebody leaves in the next couple of weeks, then we're going to know that there might have been something to this story. Mike Connolly has been traded. The Grizzlies, I mean, they got rid of him and made room for John Morant, who they just took took with the number two pick, Um, and they finally got probably the worst contract in NBA history off of their books. Um, like, I, I don't say that saying that Mike Connolly is a bum because he's not a bum, but there's no way in Hades that Mike Connolly should have ever, even if it was for a couple of days, been the highest paid player in NBA history. 
So he's been traded. And that's saying to a lot to considering some of the that. bad contracts. Some bad yeah. contracts yeah. out there. Yeah, some of the stuff uh, your man Billy King did. Like, <laughs> like Yo. with Billy King being in existence, it's hard to say that. But he's been traded to the Jazz. Grayson Allen, Kyle Korver, Jay Crowder, the 23rd pick in tonight's draft, and a future first-round pick. So, you know, they had to throw a lot at him to to pretty much get it done because he makes in excess of $30 million per year for somebody who – I don't know if Mike Conley's ever made an all-star game, yeah? Not to just the end-all be R.J. Barrett to Jalen Rose. <laughs> Did that because Jalen ain't here? <laughs> he was taking a shot. Yeah. But, yeah, how, how do you get that I, kind of contract and you've never been to an all-star game? It's like, yo, it's like, yo, we got to pay somebody. Yeah. It's not that he's never had any all-star caliber work, um, but he's been in the West. He's been in the loaded West. So there was no way for him to make that game, and he still <laughs> got broken off by the, by the, by the Grizzlies. Um, what else happened before we get up out of here? Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi. Talk about Kawhi. Let's talk about because the last time we talked to everybody, the finals were going on and only KD was hurt. Clay Thompson went down with a torn ACL. So what are the Warriors going to do? Where's Kawhi going to end up? Like, you got any answers to any of these questions, Jim? Like, stuff really got crazy in the NBA this week, and it started from game six of the NBA finals. Because the Warriors are essentially, they have two free agents that are looking for huge money, but neither one of them are going to play next season. (laughs) You got the homie Kawhi, who just got the last laugh on everybody. Now, if he chooses to leave, like, what can Toronto say? I just bought you your first championship. Ever. Nothing. You, <laughs> you uh, bought us money. All right, hold on. So RJ is breaking down with the same ton of John Zion, and and yeah. yo, and yeah. I know, I know. Uh, I remember since them day one, Dev. You always say how you always say how LeBron is um orchestrated or calculated with everything he does. Yeah. I think I've already saw that this evening with Zion just in one night. Like mm-hmm. they, so they had the camera on Zion when RJ got drafted. You could read his lips. He's like, "That's my boy," and he's like clapping all hard. Like that was for the yeah. camera. Come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah, these dudes, yeah, these dudes, man. <laughs> anyway, but, you but, know RJ, but back to your point. RJ about Kawhi, on the low hating on Zion. Zion out here trying. Yeah, yeah, because you, you were supposed to be number one. You know what I'm saying? You got mm-hmm. that of Steve Nash. But listen, though, getting back to your point about Kawhi, um, I feel like at this point, Kawhi doesn't owe anybody anything. He bought, he, he came for one year, gave you a chip. So if he decided to leave, so be it. Um, But it's interesting to see what he's going to do because it's – to me, it would be very difficult to leave that situation. Like, you're the man in that country. Like, right. really, the pressure's not even on you. You can make a, a boatload of money and have, like, no pressure. And, and they won the trip in the East yeah. that was on the rise exactly. seems to be falling apart again. Boston's falling apart. Exactly. So, really got two big free agents who might be rolling out the door. Milwaukee, everybody think they frauds now at this point anyway. Like, y'all could do it again. Because if you get Yo, to the unless, West, unless you unless you really gully, you like, might be out of the Clippers. Unless you really gully and you like, yo, I'm going to the Clippers. I'm gonna yeah, take him to the chip and win the series <laughs> MVP. Because if he if he wins MVP, and I, and I know how you feel about the Finals MVP, but if he wins Finals yeah. MVP on three different teams, like he gonna start getting goat talk. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people take what I say about that wrong because it's it's one of the things like you say when you start feeling a certain way about players it's because of the fans. It's it's not the honor, you know. It's an honor to win that, yeah. but it's not the end all be all. But fans use that to compare players. Like, well, he got more Finals MVPs. I'm like, okay, Iggy got more Finals MVPs than Steph. Does that mean he better than Steph? Yeah. Like, it's just the way the fans yeah. use. We gotta, we gotta get up out of here, everybody. We are very apologetic at the technical difficulties that left this a very condensed show. Um, but we will be back with you guys next week for another episode of the War Room. Um, look, we, we appreciate everybody that tried to call in and everybody who was in the chat room sticking with us throughout the difficulties. But tune in next week, live right here on demand, as we catch you up on everything happening around the world of sports, and we'll have more time to do so. So until then, enjoy the draft. Enjoy. And enjoy next week until we see you on Thursday night. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, be sure to pick up a copy of Jimmy's book, sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity and be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.